This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into the third edition of the I'm Fat Podcast with me, one of the Fat Score producers, Jay Zawoski, and my fat partner, Rick Camp. What's up, Rick? Just got done with a uh, a rousing edition of Spiegel and Parkins. Is that what we want to call it? Sure. Well, either way, now it's time for the real content, really what we've been prepping for all during the show. Right. I would say I'm sorry if I was actually sorry speaks and danny but i'm just not i'd say well only like 93 percent of the show was our attention directed to the i'm fat podcast and not the show yeah that's probably a fair amount i think that's i think it's reasonable i really do yeah but we have plenty of uh fat topics to go oh. through today a lot of fat topics and i guess we should start follow jay on twitter if you're not already and shame to you if you don't at jay zawoski 670 follow me at recamp 670 the hashtag i'm a fat is really just taking off Oh, There's, we have the content is endless. Even though we only do a podcast a month, which we're trying to do more of, but back off. Um, we get I'm a fat tweets all the time, probably several a day. I would say people showing us what they made for dinner or their fast food mishaps or whatever. It's really become a sensation, and uh, we're going to start uh, doing them more frequently, and uh, hopefully, we can monetize this thing someday. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah, because we need to pay for our food intake. That's, you know, that's putting money back into the show if you think right. about it. Well, it's like on the um, on the Madhouse podcast, the hockey podcast I do, we tell our Patreon donors everything we raise will be used for the betterment of the podcast. So we buy equipment and stuff like that. With this, if we ever had a Patreon, we would just do, like, we're just going to use it on food. Yes. Yeah, we're going to go out and eat on you. Thanks. And then we have content. Speaking of that. Yes. I was off Monday because it was a holiday, so I used that uh, day to go get my taxes done. My my best friend's dad does my taxes every year. He's way out in Aurora. So we finished up, got there bright and early, finished up. Was We're looking for a place to eat, and we saw this place called Black Rock. Yes. It looked cool, right? Like Kind of like an upscale bar food kind of a place, and that's what it was. So we go in there. It's the third day they've been open. All right, so I don't really, you know, I'm just looking at the menu like, okay, they got steaks, but I want to pay for a big steak at lunch. So I got a burger that was terrific. Hope got like a flatbread that was really, really good. What we found out while eating is that BlackRock, what it is, is they bring a 750-degree slab, stone slab, okay, to your table. And on said slab, you actually cook the steak piece by piece as you eat like as you're at your table so they bring out the raw steak a big ass steak too probably three inches thick or so 
That's on top of the stone, and it, they bring it out, and it's sizzling, almost like fajitas. Then they tell you what you do is you slice a thin piece, 30 seconds on each side, and boom, you eat it like that. Dude, it looked so good. And everyone that was having it yeah. was salivating. They were so happy, so thrilled about it. It was terrific. So, so check that so place out. So it's kind of like hibachi. Yeah, sort of. I had a similar experience uh, when we worked with McNeil uh, the first time, second time, second whatever time. time. Um, he took us to Japané, which is a very fancy like sushi fusion place downtown. I don't know if it's still open. Anyway, they had sort of the same idea, but it was a little stone. Okay. Like literally like something you would throw to skip on a pond. Mm-hmm. That was heated up, and you would heat like just little slices of meat. This was a full-on steak, and the slab was probably... I don't know, like the size of a cable box. Oh wow! Okay, like a good, like a good size description, mm-hmm. or like a modem. Like it probably worked better big. too. Yeah, it was man. Well, Go and, to Black Rock. And the funny thing is, because my wife is always in. Uh, now I don't live very far from Aurora. I'm in Geneva, so my wife Colleen was about Black Rock. She mentioned it to me, like, "Hey." If we go the first week, and I can't believe you buried the lead oh, on this. I'm getting this. to it. Don't worry. The Cookie Kano. Yes. So the Cookie Kano is their, I guess you'd call it their signature dessert. It is a large piece of chocolate chip cookie that's warm with ice cream on top, and then they put a waffle cone, like head down, okay, and then cover the waffle cone in whipped cream. And they put marshmallows and, and hot fudge on it. Oh, well, wow. because Hope and I just ate a huge lunch, it was actually free because we liked their Facebook page. By the way, they're not sponsors. I'm just telling you about a place that's good. So because we liked their Facebook page, we got a free one. We actually took it home to my in-law's house where my daughter and my niece were to share it with everybody. So they actually gave us one box was the worm cookie. One box was the ice cream, one was the whipped cream, one was the <laughs> one was the waffle cone, and the other one was uh, what am I missing? The, oh, the fudge, like yeah. the hot fudge. So we had to construct so it, it ourselves. Was assembly required. Yes, but it was great, and the kids were so excited about it. Ooh. So it was awesome, man. For a place, anytime I hear a place just opened, I'm always like, eh, yeah, it's, you'd it's, like them to work out some of the issues that there could be first, right? Especially if it's not a chain, like if it's a. Chipotle or McDonald's that opened three days ago. Sure. You know it's going to be fine. But uh, this was a, they were out of chicken. They were out of breaded chicken. Everything else was super smooth, super delicious, good service. So Black Rock and Aurora, I'm sure there's more, but it was it was tremendous. I told Colleen about this yesterday because you mentioned that you went. I didn't know details, and she was so jealous. So I'm sure, like, next weekend, that's going to be our thing. Like, okay, how much do you... Plan what you do for the weekend around where you want to go for lunch or dinner. For us, it's pretty rare. And I don't know if you have the same. I know a lot of of men experience this, and I'm not trying to pigeonhole, but it seems kind of true that like Hope hates making a decision when it comes to dinner. It's like, well, what do you want? I'm like, well, I'm fat, so I'll eat literally anything. And she just doesn't want to decide. So it always feels like it's my decision, and it always feels mm-hmm. like it's made while we're in the car on our way to eat. Every now and again, we'll say, you know, Saturday we're going here, blah, 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 and uh, and we do. But I'd say it's pretty rare that we have, like, a weekend plan for food. Okay. Because but that's, we have a kid. So yeah, that, everything that complete, is kind of. Yeah, that changes everything. Yeah, everything's sort of up in the air all the time. Yeah, see, Colleen and I have no children at the moment, at least as far as I know of. So for us... She has the mindset of a fat. 
Okay. So she's not a fat, but has the mindset of a fat. So we'll sometimes spend 20 minutes just deciding what we want to eat. And then on the way there, we'll be like, oh, well, we'll be in this area. We could go see this. It's it's completely ass backwards to what the normies do. But, you know, for fellow fats, yeah, this makes sense. Like, as an example, uh, we went to Mongolian Barbecue on, I think it was Monday. Yeah. It was either that or Sunday. Quite frankly, all the days blend together. I worked with Barry Rosner too long. So all the days blend together, but we went to Mongolian Barbecue, and we were like, oh, maybe we should go to the Barnes & Noble. So I picked up the new uh, the new. Jonathan Abrams' book about The Wire. Colleen was looking for more Disney books because Lord knows she doesn't have enough of those. (laughs) So, yeah, we built everything around the fact of, listen, we're going here. We're going to Mongolian Barbecue. So we went to Barnes & Noble. We went over to Anderson's Bookshop in downtown Naperville. And then we walked to Cold Stone and got dessert on the way back. that's, That's doing it right. You did not have a snack at the Starbucks in the uh, bookstore? <laughs> no, no. How? I was able to tide myself over You call yourself a fat? You should have had a snowman sugar cookie. And honestly, I only had one bowl, too. At my... Okay. Is it? I have not been to Mongolian in years. Is it yes. limitless bowls? There's one price for one bowl. And then if you add like two bucks or two fifty, you can get unlimited bowls. Well, that's a no-brainer. So, okay. Th- this is a big thing construction of a build-your-own-anything type of bowl. So, like, in this example, Mongolian barbecue. I envy some people that are superior stir-fry builders to me in terms of being able to squeeze the max amount of food into their bowl. That's what I I envy some people. So here's here's my bowl when I go to Mongolian barbecue. Okay. And mind you, this place is very Americanized, and sure. I take advantage of that fully. First, I put in my, and it's just a a regular shaped bowl, nothing earth shattering. I put in my rotini noodles. Then I go with my beef tenderloin because that'll push down the noodles and keep them contained because they take up more space. Yeah, something heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Put the sausage on top of it, you know, good chunks of sausage, a little bit of ham, and I make a ring around the outside. I'm still waiting for a Mongolian item. Oh, there's not. (laughs) On mine, there's not. I make a ring of the outside. With the sausage, so that way I can pile more and keep the integrity of the thing not falling apart with the ham, and then I'll grab the chunks of, of red potato and the co- whatever corn variety if they have, if it's baby corn or just, you know, chopped up corn, whatever, green onion on there, carrot. So it's pretty much like steak and potatoes just yeah. in a stir fry to make myself feel better. What? I thought Mongolian barbecue was they cooked it on that big round grill and then they just do. Like scooped everything in a bowl. Yeah. So would you tell them, like, please put the sausage ring around? Like, do you no, instruct no, no, them it, to no, do that? In, in the bowl before you hand it to them. So I'm talking about maximizing the amount of food in one oh, bowl. Oh, okay, okay. And also I, just right. what I get there because it's delicious. And then for the sauce, what you do, you take the little sauce cup. They have Shanghai barbecue. What you do is? Yes. Two scoops of Shanghai barbecue, one scoop of lemon, and then depending on how spicy you want it, they have all the different Crushed red pepper, crushed black pepper, Cajun, cayenne. I throw all those in there. All right. I got to get back there. We used to go all the time. When I lived in uh, Downers Grove in Lamont, we would go often. But now I don't really live near Hmm. one. A fat outing? Yeah, for sure. We should do that as a fat fat outing at some point. We can have a a listener event. And then Mongolian Barbecue will be like, no, and throw the door shut (laughs) from us. Why are all these huge people coming at once? Yes, and Colleen and I always do the do the bowls right enough to where we're like, we've never had fried Oreos, like the deep fried Oreos. Well, you're on a diet. You're trying to eat healthy. Yeah, sure. Uh, but we just end up 
doing so well in stuffing the bowl of stir fry that we just don't have any room left. And then we go, and then like 20 minutes later, we go to Cold Stone. Well, the most recent bowl item I'm, I've had, and it's been a while. Let me think back. Yeah, it was yesterday afternoon. Burrito Beach, I've discovered, has... Burrito Beach is like, I don't want to say a knockoff, but it's, in, it's similar to Chipotle where you go like station by station or Qdoba, same way, and like pick your items. What they've done is added nachos to the options. Oh. So you get a big bowl of tortilla chips, and then it's like, what do you want to put on there? Rice, black beans, chicken, steak, carnitas, whatever, down the line. Then they have nacho cheese if you want it, and then they also have like the shredded chihuahua cheese. So... That's been kind of my go-to lately is the nacho bowl from uh, Burrito Beach. I'll do the uh, Spanish rice, black beans. You do half chicken, half steak, which is the which is the key at any of these sort of Mexican restaurants where they scoop. Because when you go half and half, you inevitably get more meat. Pro tip. Right. That, well, that's a fat hack. Yeah, fat hack for sure. Hashtag fat hack. Do that. I skip the nacho cheese, and I may be punished for this, but... I put on all the ch- like Chihuahua cheese. I asked for like two handfuls of it. Then I just let it melt. I'll put the top on the thing and let the cheese melt. And it's very hard for me to not eat everything at once. Nice. Right away, I mean. Yeah. But the cheese melts lovely. Get some really, they have good hot salsa there. Maybe throw some guac on there now and again. Dude, so good. I know it's simple. I know it's not the most exotic thing in the world, but I'm a simple man. I like how, how both of us have done the... Uh... It's a bit of a lip smack because we're starting to yeah, just, starting to salivate. Yeah, we're salivating just a little bit. By the way, before we get to our ask a fat questions, yes. we've buried the lead. We have a major announcement at the end of this podcast. Oh yes, it's a big one. Yes, and this is going to require fellow fat interaction. So, fat interaction? Yeah, fat interaction. Yeah. yeah, that might be too far. A little bit. We're so pushing we'll, it. We'll get to that before we're done today. But we have plenty of ask a fat questions. Once again, if if you ever have an ask a fat question. Hashtag I'm a fat. So send those to us before we record. I write down some. Jay doesn't know these ahead of time, so this is kind of fun for me. Yeah. So the first one actually kind of goes with the theme of, of what you were talking about with BlackRock. What are your thoughts on meals that require work like fajitas? Does the work outweigh the deliciousness? And this is from Sam Calvert. Well, I have the problem, and Rick, maybe you're the same. I am an extremely fast eater. I yep. eat everything way too fast. I've done it my entire life. I'm very much a task-oriented person. Okay. So I like to start and complete, start and complete. Mm-hmm. And that's how I am with food even, too, which is probably not great. So what I like about those sort of things, like the Black Rock or like fajitas, is that you t- are able to take It makes the meal last longer. My complaint about fajitas, though, is they never give you enough tortillas. You know what? Uh- I get tortillas with my Mongolian barbecue because, once again, it's damn near the least actually Mongolian thing ever. It really is. The one thing you said was, like, the barbecue sauce was Korean or something. Yeah, it was Shanghai barbecue sauce. Yeah, that was it. There you go. I've also put lemon in there, but, you know, whatever. Either way. Yeah. Yeah, that you never... The guy who we had this past week, instead of putting the standard five tortillas in, he loaded the damn thing. There were, like, 10, 11 in there, and you know what? He got a better tip because of it. Because that's clutch. Well, I just ask for it. I say, bring extra tortillas, because I'm going to need them, and I'm going to ask you anyway. So please just bring them regardless, Listen, and I won't bother me. you. I'm going to need more tortillas. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm with you. I don't mind the extra work, especially for something that delicious. If it's something 
just run of the mill, I may balk at it. And especially because I know I'll have another option. Let's be real. I'm trying to think of what would what would really turn me off from like what's too much work. Well, for me, it's generally cooking in general because like <laughs> if we're at home, because I can't cook to save my life. I like cooking. You should just what I did was just one day I said, I'm going to try this and you just follow a recipe to a T. OK. And it's it's really yeah. satisfying when you make something and it's good. I think I'm almost in- intimidated by it at this point to where I have I'm, you know, I'm 31. I've basically never cooked a damn thing in my life, which is a sad state of affairs for me as a but it's probably better. Think of how much fatter I'd be if I could make my own food. Yeah, but see you're you probably go out more often than you should too and that's full oh, that's of like for the sure. wor- like at least at home and it, you know, we're fat but we don't want to die. So <laughs> like occasionally we'll cut out the lard and we'll substitute things like yeah. you know when you're home you can do that when you're out all they want to do is make it as delicious as possible so they don't they don't skimp on anything unhealthy yeah so i think the more you eat out probably the worse off you are weight wise mm-hmm. but you should learn you're you're a barbecue aficionado you should buy yourself a smoker and start cook. i feel like if you did that i could see you thriving at smoking meat yeah, as long as we keep the context right on that, then I 100% agree with you. <laughs> I could just see you in, like, the Vince Wilfork overalls out yes. in your lawn. No shirt underneath. Just Rick out there in the overalls just telling us about the right. pig that's on the spit right now. <laughs> yeah, I got about a 30-pounder here, and I'm going to rub the barbecue sauce on them later, and the rub's real good. And I could see you getting into that. Yeah, I could do that. Committing to it and being really good at it. I could see that. All right, we got to get to an- right. another Ask a Fat question. This is from Sarcastic Mike. What are the rules for taking food off someone else's plate? Okay. Well, I'm assuming we're talking about people that we know. <laughs> yeah, I, like... I would at least hope we're doing that because that's... Uh, <laughs> if Black Rockets reach onto someone's rock yeah, and that's, steak. Yeah, that's pretty ballsy. I'm, not, I'm okay with it. There are a couple exceptions. Do not take any chicken item away from me, be it a tender, a nugget, or a wing... Because I have carefully selected how many of those I want, and one short will trigger me, okay? Yeah. So don't, if I order a 10-piece McNugget, I don't want nine, I want 10. If I order 15 boneless wings, I don't want 14, I want 13. Fries, fine. If I got a burger and you want to taste it, fine. Yeah. Something like that. But when it's something that's counted, Mm -hmm. if it's a counted food item, no. Don't you can't have it now? What about taking food off of someone else's plate? Because the first thing that I thought of is if it's your own kid's plate, that's free game. You can take whatever food now, pending the special circumstance of your kid and getting them to eat whatever it is. You have full reign to take food off of your own kid's plate. Well, my excuse is I can just tell her like, well, you're probably not going to eat all that, so let me take you know a quarter of that burger. Or how about I paid for it? Damn it, that works too. That works, too. Usually we all sort of share with each other, and I'm really proud of Addie that she likes. She'll try really good spicy food. She orders wings when we go out. She likes stuff that's got a little spice to it. Her new favorite is enchiladas from Burrito Express in Homewood. Nice. So she, she'll she try stuff with us. It's not like she's just eating, you know, dino nuggets and mac and cheese all day. That's my wife. Seriously, she hates anything spicy. Like, her default is putting ketchup on everything. Oh, God. She's that person. And I'm not a ketchup. She I like ketchup. Is, but. She is a, she is in damn near every way. She is a basic bitch. 
and it's okay. I'll call her basic. I won't call her the other part. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a term. Yeah. So anyway, before I get myself into more trouble and ask a fat question. Hold on. Okay. Something just jumped in my mind. Okay. As a stealable item, how do you feel if someone takes a cheese curd? Ooh. I think it also, I think it kind of depends on the size of the cheese curd order. Okay. Yeah. If you take my biggest cheese curd, we're going to have a fight. 100%. But if you take one God of the nubbins. Forbid, yeah. God forbid it's connected to another oh, cheese curd. I will murder you for that. Yes. You have to be conscientious of a fat. Yeah. When it comes to their favorite fat foods. Yeah. Help yourself to the nubbin uh, cheese curd or the like burnt end of a fry. Yes. But if anything has any for, like formal structure to it, like a fry or a curd, hands off. 100%. All right. Good. Okay. So this question from our guy, Ramblin' Grimace. Shaq called Charles Barkley Fat Panther. What would your guys' superhero names be? Oh, man. Well, I know Spice Adams stole Fat Man. He took Fat Man and claimed it. Yeah. We're going to have to get him on the podcast at some point. Oh, he would love to be on He'd be a star. Well, he'd be more of a star than he already is. Yeah, he'd steal the show. in his element. Hmm. What would my superhero name be? You got one? Yes. What are you going with? Mr. Fantastic. All right, I'll go with Captain Fat America. <laughs> How's that? Now Speaking, and now we know Ramblin' Grimace. The yes. only reason he asked the question is was so to... One hundred percent, and neither of us care. Yeah, put us in the... Go ahead, put us in the costume. Yeah. We know it's coming. That's fine. It's fine. And <laughs> <laughs> See, now I'm imagining the movie Team Fat America... Yeah. <laughs> instead of everybody dying at the beginning and the end, everybody just just gets super fat. Yeah, and they pass out or they fall asleep. Oh, that'd be great. I love it. Yes. All right, we're on it. Yes. So that's a good one from Ramblin' Grimace. And uh we'll from our Twitter accounts, I'm sure once that happens, we'll retweet or tweet it out ourselves. So let's see, what else do we have here? Interesting. From Matthew Reed, do you know anyone that's quote sneaky fat? Oh, okay. And to lay this out for people. Yeah, that means that you can't, it doesn't mean they look fat. It means they have the they have the habits of an obese person. Right. One guy comes to mind, and longtime score listeners will know this name, Cy Strezzo. Yes, I'm, I met him he, at your place. He was quite a thing at my party. That's um, one way of putting it. Yes. Cy would every day, people that live around Bridgeport, Sox fans should know about Freddy's on 31st Street. Every day would have a breaded steak sandwich. Every day. Wow. And those, the ones at Freddy's are, I'm, at, I'm trying to get like a size here. Think of a home plate. Okay. Okay, so that's how big this pounded flat steak is. Jesus. Folded twice. Okay. Okay, so like, one, like a crepe, like you'd fold a crepe. Yeah. And then stuffed on French bread. With tons of red sauce oh. and tons of mozzarella. Yes. Every day he would eat one of those. Wow. He always was that way. That's impressive. And uh, Rick and Benny's was his other favorite. For the same, the breaded steak sandwich was his favorite thing in the world, wherever it was from. But I remember specifically, every day he'd have one of those from Freddy's, and he was 120 pounds smoking, uh, smoking wet. So <laughs> with Cy, it is smoking wet, but soaking wet is what I meant to say. That was sort of a Freudian slip because Sai <laughs> likes to puff him too. <laughs> so the guy that that I think of is, uh, I mean, I guess it's no fun for a lot of listeners because they don't know him. One of my college roommates, Max Hart. Okay. Uh, Max 
parts. Now he's a guy that that can cook and is a really good cook. He also brews his own beer. Oh, nice. Now there's a story that once, and I'll, I believe both of us have a very vague memory of this. We were really, really hungry, so we got a Bocce's pizza. That was, I want to say, a 28-inch pizza. Oh, those are, the Bocce's the one outside Wrigley, right, with the giant slices? Yeah, they okay. had one in DeKalb, too. Oh, right, right, yeah. So this is while we were in college at NIU, and we were like, this seems like a good idea. So we ordered one, and he's the one who had a pickup to be able to pick it up because it wouldn't fit in anybody's car. Oh, my God. And apparently we finished it that night. Nice. So between the two of us, and he was always the guy, he wasn't, like, super skinny, but he always stayed, like, Kind of like where Shep is, kind of very respectable in the middle. Doughy. Doughy. But yeah. not fat. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I would say that that's a fair way of describing him. Not hoey. No, not hoey. Doughy. No, not, not hoey. You're not, we're not getting letters. <laughs> we're not getting handwritten letters about food. Right. So anyway, that's, yeah, that's the guy that I end up thinking of. Just a reminder to everybody, at the end of this, you can't be tuning out because one, you shouldn't anyway. Right. What else are you going to do? Right. Eat? Yeah, exactly. Put headphones on. Yeah. Go to the microwave, put your headphones in, listen to us, let your food warm up. Us fats have to stick together. This is from Tim. What time of day is not okay to eat a burrito? I don't understand the question. Yeah, there's not really. I mean, burritos are meant to be consumed at period. 10 p.m. or later. I was going to say period. <laughs> yes, definitely. Because <laughs> I, I grew up in uh, Oaklawn, which is sort of like, in the middle of the burrito circle, like all the Beverly, El Sip, like all those yeah. Mexican restaurants. Oh, is that why there's that gravitational pull when I want Mexican food? I, all I have to do is like walk in a direction and I'll walk into one. Okay. And I always knew the ones that would succeed, because they close and open, you know, mm-hmm. they're all family owned, so it's tough to maintain. If you're not open past 10, you're done. You might as well not even open. Yeah. Because that's when people want their fat food, especially burritos. I mean, imagine what would White Castle or Taco Bell be? Without being open super late. I I wonder what percentage. I bet we could probably find this out for next time. Write this down. Okay. What percentage of Taco Bell and White Castle's business comes after, what do you want to say, like 8 p.m.? Yes. Like in the non-traditional eating hours. I'll bet it's a huge number. I'll bet it's at least 20%. That sounds about right. Well, I guess it's it's probably 20% of the day, so it's not the best estimation. But I would say, okay, I'll go higher. I'll say like 35% comes after 8 p.m. After 8 p.m.? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. And especially, yeah, like percent of business in comparison to your your regular places. Yeah. It's, yeah, that percentage has to be through the roof. Well, and I don't know if you've gotten here yet, Rick, but I, I am, now that I'm 40, uh-huh. I think I've talked about my body going through the change. Things are just fitting differently and my body looks different. Um, but I also am having the issue of if I eat late, I can't sleep. Oh, I've never had that problem. Yeah, see, I, I, I used to be able to... When I was young, when I was a youth, yes, I could go have a burrito with chips and salsa, eat it, drink a big-ass Coke, and then go home and go to sleep. Now if I eat too close to bed, aside from like just pretzels or light, like light sure. snacky items, I can't. Like It keeps me up. Wow. Like My stomach is restless. My head gets kind of jacked up from it. So yeah, it sucks because I used to love doing that. But I think it's part of it, too, is our hours. Like, once 11 o'clock rolls around on any day for me, I'm pretty much toast. I'm normally asleep by then. Yeah. See, it's, it's because t- I, and you're here way earlier than I am. I, yeah. get, I get in at 730, but it, when that's your day every day, my alarm goes off at 550. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you got to go to bed by 11. So it sort of ruined that that experience for me. I would kill for that. My alarm goes off just after four. Well, if you didn't live in Wisconsin or wherever the hell you live. Well, that's the problem. I know. Because we are in the loop right now. So, all right. I made that note. One more Ask a Fat question here. All right. One more. From Pat Rooney. Hello, Pat. What's the most shameful snack you've created out of desperation? Oh, okay. Yeah, this is one you have to think about a little bit. Yeah. I've not done like, man. See, this to me, this question rings of someone that's not prepared for situations of hunger. Yeah, see, I have, I always have something ready. Yeah. Like um, today, we're in the studio, and I completely forgot I had Hershey's Caramels oh, in my laptop those bag. Those were good. Yeah, they were. There's still a couple. This is the best thing I can think of. Okay. Is I had a hankering for a peanut butter cup, which you wouldn't understand because you hate peanut butter because you're an correct. ass. But I didn't have any. So I went in the closet. I got some Hershey Kisses, and I have one of those like little Jif cups. They're like little like single servings of peanut butter, and yeah. I was dipping the Hershey Kiss in that and eating it. Okay, I I, I appreciate the creativity, yeah. even though it's with a disgusting item. Most of the crazy things I've eaten have been the creation of somewhere else, like you mentioned, like a deep fried Twinkie, or a fried Oreo, yes. fried Snickers, things like that. Those are kind of the, like when I really, really do something stupid food wise, it's usually someone else's creation that is so interesting or ridiculous that I just have to try it. Oh, so you mentioning the burrito and the chips and whatever that made me think of a, I don't even know if this really counts as a fat fashional as much as, you know, working around my schedule. Okay. There are decent, I'll say once every other week when I'm leaving the city, probably around 2 p.m. And I know I'm going to be, it's going to take me probably somewhere between an hour 10 and an hour and a half based on traffic to get home. Yeah. I will walk the couple blocks down to Qdoba, which is another one of our big, you know, our big sticking points in terms of you being wrong and saying Chipotle is better and me being right and saying Qdoba is better. But either way, I'll go there, I'll get a burrito and I'll get chips. (laughs) And the way I always try and make it seem like it's for more, the chips are for someone else is, oh, what sauce did they want? Oh. I'll mutter that to myself when I'm in line, even though, let's be honest, we know it's just for me. I have done the... Yeah, and I eat that all on the way home. I've said this on the air. I've done the get 20 nuggets, and then when they ask what sort of sauce I want, I pretend to talk to someone in the back. <laughs> like, oh, so... well, what did you want for your 10? See, I've, oh, I've done something sour? like that, but you get two different types of sauces, so that way they don't think it's just for oh, you. Oh, no, that's what I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do the sweet and sour and the barbecue. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, a little another fat hack. I yes. may have mentioned this before. Stop me if I have. Sometimes I forget if this was on Spiegel and Parkins or on the podcast. Yeah. 20 nuggets is lower calorie than 10 nuggets in a fry. It's true. Wow. Yeah. Plus, you get the protein. Wow. Nothing is worse for you than French fries. I swear to God, there is literally zero nutritional value to a French fry. And I love them. Right. It doesn't, mean, them. It doesn't mean we're not eating them. Next it just... episode. Put this on your notes, okay. too. Fast food fry draft. Oh, that's a good oh, one because yeah. I, I know we're going to differ at some points. Well, we differ a lot on food. For being two fat guys, we have we have different opinions. And especially when we have a lot in common. Like, we think very much alike, but somehow have very different decisions on so yeah. many things. Well, that's what makes us unique, and that's what makes the show interesting. I, I agree. Many food takes. We do. And we want your food takes as well because the major announcement. Yes. You think it's time, and we're going to need your help before we get into it. Follow both of us on Twitter. Follow Jay at JayZolowski670. Follow me at RickCamp670. The Onion Ring of Honor is something that has been talked about 
and flirted with on the first episode of the podcast on yes. Spiegel and Parkins as well. Mm-hmm. And we need your help to determine the nominees for the Onion Ring of Honor. Now, listen, this cannot be your fat neighbor. This cannot be your fat aunt. We're talking about even if she has a mustache. <laughs> um, that's pretty good. It sounded right. Yeah, it did. Anyway. Um, but it's got to be someone that people know. All right, now, couple off the top of my head. Well, hold fridge. on, hold on. Do we? Do I don't want to get. I don't want to tip people off. Okay, but just examples. Fridge Perry, mm-hmm. Andre the Giant, yes, King Kong Bundy, um, you know, I assume Vince Wilfork, are... yeah, Ted Washington, guys like this, guys that have made careers out of being fat. That's what we're looking for, and our first inductee has to be someone really special. Yes, so we're counting on you guys. Hashtag what is it? I'm I'm Fat Ring. Correct. Hashtag I'm Fat Ring. Send us your nominations for the Onion Ring of Honor, and we don't just want names. We want justifications. What has this person done to deserve the inaugural spot on the Onion Ring of Honor? Correct. And you have 280 characters now. There's no reason not to give a good explanation. Exactly. It could be a photo gallery. Right. It really <laughs> that could, could be your argument. And and I think every time we do this, and we're still kind of working through the ideas, sometimes it might be a person. Sometimes it might be an item. Sometimes it might be a place. Oh, I like that. So... For now, though, we need a face of the Onion Ring of Honor. Yes. Who is the person most deserving of that? You can nominate ones that were mentioned by Jay. You can nominate your own as well because there are plenty of fats with plenty of fat thoughts out there. And we want those. So for your nominees for the Onion Ring of Honor, hashtag I'm Fat Ring. Moving forward for Ask a Fat, that's where you use the normal hashtag I'm a fat. Right. So we have multiple hashtags working here. So we got a lot going on, but I'm excited about this, about the Onion Ring of Honor. By the way, before we go, yes, I think you got this tweet, too. Our guy, Rush Schneider, who is a P1 to the I'm Fat podcast. He, re- he really is. Great guy, by the way. I met him somewhere. I forget where. Someplace in a bar. I bet I had food. Uh, it did. Uh, he retweets Stephen Ross. I don't know who this is. Some dude. He says, okay, I went to McDonald's this morning and asked for a sausage McMuffin on a bagel. Figured it was self-explanatory, and no, I didn't make this up. It actually happened. So what he wanted was cheese, egg, and sausage on a bagel, which is not offered at McDonald's. Right. Instead, they gave him a bagel, and in between the bagel, they put a full-on sausage McMuffin. (laughs) Which has been on my screen since we started this podcast. It's kind of mesmerizing. And it's the only thing I want right now. I'll hold you can hold the bagel, but a sausage McMuffin looks so good right now. Holy yeah. cow. I'm and like for me, one. I'm a sausage McMuffin sans egg person. I love eggs. I could eat eggs every meal. If eggs are scrambled and you know, in the context of something, I'll do eggs. But I'm not a big eggs by themselves person. Every weekend when we go to breakfast, we go to this place, Grady's growing homewood, really good. Mm-hmm. They've got a million options for breakfast. I order the same thing every week. The meat and two eggs. Bacon, hash browns, two eggs over medium, a little bit runny, but not too runny, and toast. I know you guys are taping. I just want to give you the most fattening Oh, man. Oh. Feel free to swap amongst yourselves. Oh, but man. I look for the most fattening things for you guys. Thanks, Jack Mitch. Links, right. tender cuts. I've got prime rib on here. To set the scene, I walk in in front of Camp's email. There's like a double McMuffin sandwich <laughs> with a lot of cheese. 
Yeah, we're that, we're, that's we're what ordering we're about. that. Yes. Oh, you too, Jay. Yeah, we're yeah. both looking at the same thing. We need inspiration. It's called content. I it's know, like the, <laughs> I know I'm interrupting, but I, I have to tell you, I had never been to Chick Fil A before the other day, Chicago Ridge Mall. Oh, you're missing so out. So I was there for breakfast. A very very good egg white sandwich, extra cheese and bacon. With a fried chicken patty, very oh, very strong. That all right. I have to go back to work. All right, all thanks, right. Mitch. Yeah. yeah, the chicken the chicken game at Chick Fil A is incredible. Yes, it That's really kind is. of their thing. Yes, um, but you come on, yes, you know no, places know. that are chicken places that are just average. Just got news, by the way. Okay, that a brand new Chick Fil A and Panera drive through opening in Homewood. And to prove, by the way, that we're not sponsored by anyone yet. Right. We talk about all these places, but, you know. I went to Panera. Okay. And. By the way, overrated. Well, here's the thing. I like Panera a lot. Okay. They've got this really good breakfast sandwich with a nice runny egg in it. You wouldn't like it. Uh, But I get the, they do like the pick too. So it's soup and half of a sandwich. I do that every time I go. I took Addie to Panera. I got the half sandwich, Mm -hmm. bowl of soup. Yeah. Came with chips. Mm-hmm. Eddie got a bowl of soup, twenty nine dollars. What? It's like, where's my steak? Yeah, twenty nine dollars for half a turkey sandwich and two bowls of soup. Yeah, you can keep. That's that's part of the reason that I think Panera is overrated it's because it's just so expensive. And I like it's good. The food right. is good. I like it. See, that's another reason that I think my wife is a basic bitch because she loves herself some Panera. Look, the food is terrific. Maybe I'm just ordering wrong. I don't know, but it should not be twenty nine dollars for that order and a couple of fountain drinks. Yeah, that that's that's out of hand. It's ridiculous. Fats have to live. We yes. have to have places to put our food. We call those houses. If we're talking fifteen dollars a person, when one of the per people is eight, yeah, that you might be charging too much. And then I got hope. A uh, this was a separate order, so this okay. is not part of the thirty. Jeez. I got her a bowl of soup to go with six dollars. That's just it's too much. Soup. <laughs> it's the entire cauldron of soup in which you're ladling my soup from. Yeah, I doubt that in that entire thing there's six dollars worth of material in it, right? Like meat. Yeah, that's probably veggies. Right. Absolutely not. A pot, like if you're making a big pot of soup, right? Maybe one, two chicken breasts. I would think that'd be the case. Right. Come on. Come on, Panera. I want to eat there. The food's really good. I love it. But that's too much. I'm sorry. It's too much. It really is. All right. It's about time for us to get out of here because I think Brendan's going to kill us if we don't because John Paxson's coming on. Yeah, we got to go. But Brendan, also a friend of the podcast. He's someone we should have on. He can give his horrible cheese takes. Oh, God. Yeah, don't get us started on that. Yeah, you think my peanut butter takes are bad. I think the cheese takes are more egregious. (laughs) Cheese takes. Not cheese steaks. Right. <laughs> Just to be clear. Big, very big distinction there. Yes. Uh, yeah. By the way, my favorite thing about Brendan is he's allergic to ketchup, but eats it anyway. So, <laughs> so anytime Brendan has fries, right. he'll be eating fries going, <laughs> like, what's wrong? See, the my thing is that's not far up. off from his normal breathing. <laughs> Why is your throat closing up? <laughs> I'm allergic to vinegar. Because <laughs> he's eating his ketchup. <laughs> What are you doing, dude? Dumb. Stop. That's just dumb. <laughs> it's my favorite part All right. of the thing. So, on your ring of honor. Yeah. Homework assignment for for the kids. We need your nominees. Hashtag I'm fat ring. And remember, don't put the apostrophe in there. I know it's kind of second nature yeah. to put the apostrophe in I'm, but not for a hashtag. It completely screws it up. 
we'll do more ask fat questions next time hashtag i'm a fat any fat servations that you have send those our way with the hashtag i'm a fat as well or fat experiences fat experiences yeah fat hacks you just have in your back pocket that are probably squished we love to just you guys sharing your dinners with us. Yeah. That's been happening a lot. Uh, Gingenberger, uh, he's a, a regular listener Correct. to the Madhouse podcast, has also jumped on the I'm Fat podcast, sent us a picture of my favorite food item as a child, the spaghetti sandwich. Yeah, I know we talked about that. That's still int- I still haven't done that. I mean, it's two things that I enjoy, bread and spaghetti. So putting them together seems like a no-brainer. I just haven't done it yet. And if you're really feeling daring, butter the bread. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a given. Speaking of that, real quick before we go. Yes. uh, This weekend, I helped out at Addie's Girl Scout meeting, and we made Irish soda bread for the girls because they're doing World Thinking Day where they learn about another culture. Okay. So they're doing Ireland this year. Um, Are they getting drunk? Yes. We're getting them hammered with green beer. (laughs) No. But so uh, my friend Leah made Irish soda bread for all the girls. First of all, they all picked out every raisin to a girl. They took the raisins out of the soda bread. I'm like. What is wrong? What's Kids the point, love raisins? Then? Yes. Then I guess it was without the raisins, too boring. Duh, obviously. So one girl, my favorite girl in town, Eleanor, took the patty of butter off the soda bread and just ate the butter patty. Nice. It was magical. That's, that's respect. I mean, there's a lot of respect that has to be given there. Yes, I, I did. I a single tear came down in my eye. I tipped my hat. Said Eleanor, that was the greatest thing you've ever done. <laughs> Thank you for being part of my life. <laughs> and thank you for being a friend. She goes, I'm just going to eat the butter. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. That's great. The Kerrygold, too. The good stuff. Ooh. You've had Kerrygold butter, haven't you? I have. All right, good. I was yeah. going to assign- make that your homework assignment. Oh, yeah. Rick, so- before the next episode, eat a stick of Kerrygold butter. Oh, and when we were thinking about or we're trying to originally record this either last week or the week before, I had a taste test. Oh, yeah. I'll try to remember that for next time. Okay. Because it's something I can pick up easily from the store. And we didn't do it yet. We have not done it yet. Not going to lie. I have now had them because (laughs) it was sitting in my bag so long. I'm like, well, these aren't going to eat themselves. So I just just, had them. Just play it off. You're a professional. You can do that. That it now? Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Thanks for listening to the I'm Fat podcast starring Rick Camp, my partner. I'm Jay Zawoski. Follow Rick, Rick Camp 670 on Twitter. I'm at Jay Zawoski 670. Remember, Vote for our Onion Ring of Honor nominees, hashtag I'm Fat Ring. Then if you want to submit us any content, hashtag I'm a fat, no apostrophe ever, I'm Fat Ring, I'm a fat. Those are our hashtags. Use them. Communicate with us, and you too can be part of the I'm Fat podcast. Now moving from the best of the score category to the Spiegel and Parkins category for now because it's easier to find in Spiegel and Parkins. So subscribe to the Spiegel and Parkins podcast, and any time an I'm Fat podcast happens, you'll get notified, it will download, and you'll have it at your fingertips. So with that, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you real soon on the I'm Fat podcast. I'm going to eat these peanut butter cups. All right, I think we got a lot accomplished here today. The best in internet and entertainment is here, and it's all powered by Xfinity for one unbelievable value. Introducing breakthrough Wi-Fi speed, now faster than a gig. That's enough to handle every device in the house and then some. And with X1, you get access to live TV and top streaming apps. Upgrade today with Xfinity. Check out our internet and TV offers. And now through March 15th, ask how to get a free upgrade to gig speed for a year. Now 20% faster. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Gig offer limited to standard plus more with two-year agreement and compatible X5 gateway.
From self-help books to meditation, we work hard to find peace of mind. Xfinity Home helps you rest easy with a total home security solution. Installed by experts and powered by secure and reliable Xfinity Wi-Fi, you'll get 24-7 professional monitoring with fast response times and real-time alerts, like when doors and windows are opened. Rest easier with Xfinity Home. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash home security. Restrictions apply. Residential customers only. Requires compatible high-speed internet. Professional installation required.